Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 781 of the Juicebox Podcast. This was going to be one of those episodes where I got on here and told you, had a great conversation with Sabina. She's really interesting. You're going to have a lot of fun. She's from New Zealand. Wait, do you see? But here we are in an After Dark episode, and I did not expect that. And I have to tell you, it's just because the, it's because of the shift that the conversation took in like the last 20 minutes, maybe, where it just got very adult all of a sudden. I mean, it was adult, but then it just got... Anyway, we said penis a lot, so this is an After Dark episode with Sabina. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. You don't have to ask your doctor before you say penis on a podcast or hear someone say penis on a podcast. That is completely up to you. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox, fill out the survey completely, and join the registry. That's all I'm asking you to do. It should take you about 10 minutes. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Today's podcast is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1, their annual Dancing for Diabetes event coming up very soon at Touched by Type 1. So you're going to want to get to the website right quick and get yourself some tickets. Touchedbytype1.org. Today's podcast is also sponsored by Omnipod 5. Omnipod 5, of course, is the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with Dexcom G6. In layman's terms, that means it uses the data from your CGM to make decisions about insulin. Learn more and get started today at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Before we start, I just want to tell you that the first like four minutes, the audio is weird, but we fix it very quickly. But I left it in because it sort of helps start the episode. I couldn't just cut it out. It wouldn't have made sense. Did that work? Try some. Try on. Say a couple words in a row. Um, is this better? No? Yes? No. It is like four o'clock in the morning, so I do probably just sound like it's four o'clock in the morning. Is it really? Yeah. We could have done this later. No, no, no. My child is asleep. Oh, you wanted to do this at four o'clock in the morning. Well, I actually booked it and didn't realize the time, but that's fine. I don't sleep anymore. Anyway, my son has diabetes. Sabina, can we just start talking? Do you mind if we just start here? No, that's fine. Is it? Is, is the sound kapai? Is it fine? I think, I mean, I think so. You, you're, you're living on a small island in the corner of the planet. So, I mean, I'm amazed <laughs> I can hear you at all. You exactly. Know? Right. No, I think okay. you're fine. I think you're absolutely fine. Okay. So... Usually I ask people to introduce themselves before they come on, but why don't you go ahead and do that and we'll keep talking. Okay. I'm Sabina from New Zealand and my son has my three, he's four now and he was three when he was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Okay. Ooh. What is the noise behind you? Wombat? <laughs> no, that was just me moving oh. in my child's couch that I'm, Hiding in their playroom. 
Okay. Try to stay yeah. still because the couch is noisy. I will. <laughs> what like that right there? That's not something growling at you. Is it the actual computer? Like I don't know. I'm on an old computer. Are you using the one from the television show Lost? <laughs> Almost. It's it's pretty old. <laughs> it might be. Is there a way to get away from it a little bit or no? Like this? I don't know. I can't see you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that better? Maybe. So I'm hearing the computer writing to the hard drive. Is that correct? Yeah, but I've moved as far as, like, I'm pretty far away now. All right, good. Okay, well, then it's what it is. Go ahead and get comfortable. Do you guys not get um, modern technology in New Zealand? Or, I mean, can (laughs) I send you something? Well, that would be great. But no, I, I have to buy Dexcoms every month, so I can't get a new laptop. Don't be silly. <laughs> oh, I see. You're buying Dexcoms. You can't afford a laptop. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Is that... Is that... Can you hear it, or is it just me? I feel like it's just you. <laughs> it's happening right now. There's nothing... Take your Take your headphones off for a second and tell me if you hear anything. No, I can't. I can't hear anything. I could hang up and ring off my phone. Let's Will it work off my l- phone. Let's try that because at the moment it sounds like a baby chewing on a hard rubber like pacifier. <laughs> okay, I'll right. try. All right, I'm gonna kick you and then you can come right back. Okay. Hey, hi. Okay. Okay. Is that is that better? Oh my god, it is so much better. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut the laptop. No. Yeah, and oh. and don't throw it, but you know, move it far away from us just in case oh. that was it. Okay. Sabina, do you want us to? We could start like a GoFundMe and get you a laptop or something. Is that something you'd be? <laughs> it was. It was, oh, no, it was going okay. like this. Ready? And then it was if you could imagine like a hard piece of rubber, and then it just felt like you were like. Like trying to like grind it through your teeth and then your phone sounds so much better. So thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, it's so funny because I thought my crappy Samsung phone wasn't going to be good enough. Well, thank you, Samsung. It sounds terrific. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So let's start over again. You're Sabina. Okay. You live in New Zealand. Yes. Your four-year-old has had diabetes for about a year, diagnosed when they were three. Correct. Yeah. And that's a son. Am I right? Yeah, my son, Joey. Look at me go. And Joey was diagnosed at three. He's four now. Um, Joey, have any brothers or sisters? Um, He had a, well, he still has a sister. Um, She was three months when he was diagnosed. Okay. So she's just a little over a year old now. Okay. Yeah. And um, you were like, he had a sister. You were going to say he had a sister who was three months old. I know, that sounded awful. And then you stopped yourself because you're like, I don't want to characterize my baby as being not here any longer. So let me rephrase. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't sell her. <laughs> I would just think she'd be snatched by something. But I don't know. We'll get to that later. Um, <clears throat> married? Not married? Yeah. Married, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, cool. So I love that you came on the podcast. There are so many people living in New Zealand and Australia um, who listen to the podcast. It's just bizarre to me. Um, so I'm, I'm always excited to hear from you guys. I am so sorry. So you got, conf- what, what happened? What time did you think you were doing this when you set it up? 
I have no idea. I I don't. I just move forward with my life. I don't really pay that much attention because I've just got to keep going. So I have no idea what time I booked. <laughs> because you said earlier when the, the connection wasn't good, it's 4 a.m. where you are? Yeah, it's, it's 4.35 now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you go to sleep before doing this? Yeah, I went to sleep. Okay. I don't really sleep that much anymore because I because I still breastfeed my um my baby and then you know getting up in the middle of the night to check numbers and stuff so sleep's overrated. It's not, Savina. You really need sleep. You have to sleep. Could could we get the husband to breastfeed? Like, I mean, can you put the milk in like a bag in the refrigerator or something like that? No, no, no. The no. husband can't go without sleep. What happens to him if that happens? I don't even think he would survive. I think he'd probably die. <laughs> what happens to you without sleep? Without sleep. I just drink coffee and I'm fine. I think you're giving <laughs> the coffee too much credit, but okay. We're going to get you through this part of your life <laughs> and then you're going to sleep again. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Okay, good. Uh, so what 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 made you want to come on the podcast? A um, little bit because like this has been my main community. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I'm so grateful for you. I remember when, um, so someone that I know was type one, she recommended the podcast and I didn't listen to her. And then she recommended it again. And I was like, oh my God, I sat, when I first, um, found you, I sat for a whole day listening to the episodes and finally, finally found like the community and people telling stories and people feeling as sad and confused as me. <laughs> Are you in the Facebook group? Yes, I am. Cool. Excellent. All right. So your friend tried to get you to listen once. What was your reaction when she said it? Well, she wasn't my friend. She's my friend now. Hey, Tash, because I know she'll be listening. Um, (laughs) She was just someone that I knew through my sister. And when my son got diagnosed, I thought the world was going to end. So I was desperately like going through the world, trying to find people that were type one that were normal, (laughs) as awful as it sounds. What do you mean? Like you were looking like, for people who were doing well, or you were looking, you were you had met some people and they weren't <laughs> didn't seem normal, so you kept moving till you found one. <laughs> well, like because he was my baby, obviously he was three, yeah. And I've never hit my baby. I've never like I try and do conscious parenting, and so um, it was really hard transition suddenly having to pin him down and stab him with needles and. <laughs> you know, all of that, that I thought he was going to hate me forever and that it was going to be hard forever because it's really hard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard anymore. Like, it's still shitty sometimes, Ooh. It's but okay. it's not like it was. I understand. Okay. So, okay. What is – how did you characterize your parenting? Um, Conscious parenting. What does that mean? It's kind of like respectful parenting that you, your first goal is to be like in a relationship with your child. You're not, you see them as equal humans and like when they're having a tantrum, you don't just say, oh, you're having a tantrum. You, you might be like, oh, I can see you're really tired and you just kind of do the, all the mushy stuff. Mm -hmm. And you somehow saw the taking care of the diabetes is getting you away from that. Yeah, so, like, I would never hit my children, and I was literally inflicting pain on him 
multiple times a day, like doing the pricks and doing the needles. Um, like he would hide from me under the table and it was like he looked at me like, Mum, why are you hurting me? Right. And then he told me he hated me and he'd never told me he hated me before. And I was, it was like, you're meant to do this when you're a teenager, not now. <laughs> the first time your kids tell you they hate you is a special moment <laughs> for you. It is a hell. Did, did you stand very still and try to push it all back inside? No, I cried. Did you just cry? <laughs> I just cried. <laughs> yeah. There's not anyone. It's funny when you have kids, isn't it? What you expect is going to happen versus what happens is very different. Absolutely. Yeah. No kidding. I was, I was the best parent in the world before I had kids. <laughs> you really thought you had it all figured out, right? What, what surprised oh, you? Oh, so I'm an um, early childhood teacher. I've got a degree in oh, <laughs> that's child worse. development. Yeah. That's worse, isn't it? <laughs> it is worse because you know when you're being a bad parent. <laughs> Not only that, but you read it, so you think, well, this must be right. It was written in a book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then you have a baby and you find out. Like, so do you ever do you ever listen to the episodes? I'm sorry, I don't know how much you listen to the show, but um have you ever heard any of the episodes like I do with Erica, the the therapist? Um, I've listened to some of them. Okay. So, um, it kind of depends, like how sad, like I want, <laughs> I want to get sometimes. Sabina, my podcast is um, not supposed to make you sad. Is it making you sad? No, it's it's like therapy for me. It's finally finding people that understand like where I'm at. And um, so my my husband's family actually have type one diabetes. His sister has it. Okay. And like. I never understood like the depths of it and they they're a little bit emotionally constipated and they didn't kind of show up for us in the way that if someone that I knew got type one diabetes, I would probably help them in a way different way to them. Mm -hmm. That your show helped me in the ways that like oh I don't know how to put it. Like they didn't come and see us when we were in the hospital and and one time Joey was really low and I tried to ring them to say like, Hey, what's like, help me. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm putting my child to sleep. And I just thought this is life or death, but okay. Ignore my call. <laughs> so your extended family, the one that knows about the diabetes, isn't um, like emotionally available to you. And also not practically available. Like there was a couple of times when um, like Joey had a tummy bug. And so I didn't know what to do. So I posted it on the Facebook group and people immediately told me what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in that moment of panic, because tummy bugs are really scary when like you're newly diagnosed and the Facebook community got me through them, not actual people that are <laughs> meant to be my family. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I'm enjoying talking to you, but we've gotten so far away of why I brought up Erica. I don't even know if I want to go back or not. <laughs> I was just going to, but let me do it because it's in my head. I'll get rid of it that way. Okay. I, I was going to say that we were talking about how things aren't sometimes the way they're supposed to be, right? That you read something, yeah. you read something in a book, then you went to apply it in real life and you, uh, you're you like, oh, this doesn't actually work in, in practice. I always think that about, I don't always think it, but I wonder it about therapy. Like when somebody says, 
you know, oh, I have anger issues. And a therapist says, well, you should do X, Y, and Z. I think, well, that sounds great, but does that really work? And, you know, like, is it a thing that people would really do? Would you really think to stop and do that thing in the moment? And is it actually, you know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it functionally, is it functionally something Um, I can count on and sound, or is it just something that sounds good when we say it to each other? Um, I think you don't even know the magic you have. So like the way you talk and unpack things is very therapeutic. Um, but I'm also into like all the woo woo stuff and there's a not related to diabetes. There's a lady called the holistic psychologist and lots of her stuff does work in the moment because you start becoming conscious of your triggers and you realize like how you're behaving mm-hmm. when you take a step away from the emotion, even in the moment. Sabina, I should have married you because no, 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 <laughs> no, you get well, you... my husband, <laughs> go ahead. My husband thinks I am married to you because I'll I'll do the dishes with you on in the kitchen. He goes, "Oh, that guy again." <laughs> well, hey, tell him if your sister say if your sister would answer the phone that time, I would never found the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Much. I just mean that the people in my family are less like me. Arden's the most like me, but still, when it comes to like the diabetes side of being in touch, she's still not like she doesn't love it. Um, you can talk to her yeah. about other things and she can be more psychologically like deep and available. Um, but I, I, I appreciate what you just said about the way I unpack things is nice. I thought that was lovely. Thank you. Um, okay. well, no, you really, you really do. And it's like, I, um, obviously cause diabetes is such a journey and the numbers fluctuate so much. Like I've re-listened to the pro tips multiple times. Cause you know how you finally think everything's sorted out. Mm-hmm. And then, hello, a growth spurt. Even the way you're able to unpack all of that is amazing. Oh, like you. I keep trying to tell people to listen to it. And I even told my sister-in-law to try and I said, listen to the Juice Box podcast. And she won't. <laughs> and it makes me so angry. Oh, don't be angry. Um, Listen, can I get, I get, we can be even right now. I, I, You can pay me back. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Say fluctuate again. The numbers or the people? No, the word. Fluctuate? Oh, the first time you said it, it sounded like you said fluctuate. And I was having so much fun. (laughs) It might have just been a a thing. uh, uh, Oh, hold on. I have to just write down where I have to edit out where I said fluctuate. And then where I said it again. There we go. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I love your accent. It's terrific. I like it when you say bitter instead of better and a couple of other things. So it's a lot of fun. Have you, are you born and raised in um, in New Zealand? New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you like it there? Would you know, Or have you never been off the island? Um, I've been to Australia. We lived in Australia for a little bit. Um, I like it here. I like that I don't have to pay $600 for my insulin. I'm so grateful for that. And we got Joey's pump for free. Well, like funded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But so no, I'm, but I no Dexcom there in, right now? Yeah, we have Dexcom, but we have to pay for it. We're trying to, like, get that funded mm-hmm. as, a like, a community. What do you pay, um, what do you pay for we, it when you pay out of pocket for it? Uh, $400 a month. And that's, is that three, three sensors? Yeah, 
Yeah, so three six, sensors, and then they transmit it every whenever they send it. Sixteen hundred a year, basically. You know, compared to the cash price here, that's inexpensive. Hmm. Is it sixteen hundred a year, or is it two and a half thousand? Well, I don't know. Is it four hundred dollars? Oh, is it four hundred dollars a month? Excuse me. A month. I was thinking a yeah. quarter. That's my fault. I apologize. Oh, okay. So times twelve. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's so worth it. And do you think that at some point the I guess it's the government health system, right? You're waiting for them to yeah. cover it. Is it happening? Do you think it'll happen? So we are quite similar to Australia and Australia's just started funding it. And so hopefully we, we use a lot of their data. So hopefully they will um follow suit. Okay. Oh well good luck. I hope that happens for sure. Yeah. Yeah, be a big deal. I hope it happens. I really hope it happens for the kids whose parents don't aren't able to afford it. Yeah. No, it's I mean, that's a if you think about it, right? It's a hundred dollars a week, it's it's a lot. I mean, a day, what does that make it like hold on a second? Sorry. I'm it's gonna, fine. I'm gonna use a calculator because um, I wanna know. <laughs> and I'm just desperately waiting for Omnipod to come here because we don't have Omnipod yet. What are you using? I'm on a T-Slim, and we really like the algorithm. But? But the tubing. Ah, okay. But you'd like to get rid of the tubing. That makes sense. Yeah, because it, he's like a really active little boy. And and also, not that it matters, but as he gets older, it would be really nice to be able to hide it if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Just because it's hard to be different sometimes as a kid. Yeah, no, I understand. So anyway, I've broken it down, and you're using Dexcom at a cost of about $14 a day. Oh, that's nothing when you look at it like that. I just wanted to bring it. I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it uh, feel easier for you. Here, how about this? It's only like 50 cents an hour. Well, there you go. <laughs> Not even. And Not even. You're fine. <laughs> uh, my son <clears throat> has over 100 <clears throat> Hot Wheels monster trucks because I used to have to bribe him for everything. So... You know, Wait, maybe everything you, has its price. Everything has its price. Do you, were you bribing him for just anything or you were bribing him for diabetes stuff? <laughs> no, it was just for diabetes. Oh, okay. Like when he, cause he started on the Libre. So it used to be a Hot Wheels for like the big prick is what we used to call it. Cause yeah. it's quite a staple. Like it's like, we only have the Libre one here. Um, Yeah. So he. I used to have to bribe him for everything, but now I can do his sight changes and his Dexcom and his sleep. Let me just make a, give me a second. I want to make a note to myself. Get Hot Wheels yeah. for Kelly, R-E, big prick. Okay, got it. Thank you. Uh, if that works, have, I'm going to give that a try. They have to be monster trucks. You think they that's can't what, just be the Hot Wheels. That's what she'll want? That's fine. Monster truck. Yep, I got that's it. what she wants. Thank you very much. I actually wrote that down. So, um, <laughs> okay, so you... Are your 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 like thing about coming on the podcast was pretty simple. You're like, I just want to say how good the podcast is and how much it's helped me. Which pretty much. I think I'm done now. I can go back to sleep. You can go back to sleep. But you also talked about um, a couple of other things. So let me ask you about them. So I think the first thing is fairly centric to newer diagnosed people. I I don't know, but it seems to bother a lot of people that 
the rest of the world can't tell how hard diabetes is. Is that what you mean when you say invisible? Yeah. And, and it's the people thinking, Oh, you just do this and that's fine. And it's also the misconception about type one and type two. Mm -hmm. And literally it was only two weeks ago that my brother-in-law said, Oh, does, has Joey not got it from eating too much lollies? And I'm like, if my family can't even understand it, how can you expect the world to? And this is your side of the family? That's my sister's husband. Your sister's husband. I'm not claiming him. <laughs> we are not married by, we're not related by blood. Yeah. <laughs> we're related by my sister's questionable decisions. <laughs> Very questionable. No. Oh, I'm sure he's delightful. What are you saying? <laughs> So I have a question. I have a question about this idea. So this is one of the one of the bigger things that I'm still unpacking about living in the diabetes space. And my daughter's had it now for oh god, 16 years, I think. Yeah, 16 years. I don't understand why that stuff matters. I don't so let's go through it step by step. Tell me why it matters to you. If someone doesn't understand what goes into managing diabetes. I don't know. I suppose it does matter less and less. Um, I think because you do know that your child has a slightly harder life Mm -hmm. and you want to hope that they're going to give them grace when they need it. But that's a really good question because really it shouldn't matter. Well, it's just interesting because think about other, like just pick something else out in your life that's difficult for you that none of us know about. Like, are you mad that people don't know about that thing? No, I think I'm just mad because why did it have to happen to my baby? Yeah. You know? Yeah, Sabina, that's what I'm getting at. I think people are just mad because they have diabetes or their kid has it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you come up against some stupidity, which isn't even stupidity. It's, I mean, I've, I've said it, I used to say it a lot in the past that, I mean, the number of things I don't understand, you know, could fill a, could fill an encyclopedia. And so (laughs) if everybody who had a thing that I didn't understand expected me to understand it, I don't know what my life would be then. What would my life just be making sure I understand everybody else's life. And then if that's the case, are you going to get to have a life? Because won't you be busy understanding my life? And then isn't it just crazy that we're asking everybody to understand everything? Well, absolutely. But then I suppose you can also take it and and go through life having a higher level of grace for people, knowing that everyone is going through something. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, to me, that's obvious. The, the, if people aren't, if if when somebody says something to you that sounds like, I have this thing I'm dealing with and it's difficult and you don't respond with, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do to help? Not, I'm sure you did something wrong to make it happen, you know, or some other crappy response. I think I, if you, now that Sabina, if you want to get together and make t-shirts and start a group about being mad about something, I'll, I'll jump right on board with you there. You know, people's inability to be human in obvious situations is upsetting. But I don't expect anybody to understand diabetes. I suppose to the flip side of it, and this is just being a human, is sometimes it's annoying too when you see 
like, because obviously we all have our moments, but we pull out, like we put our big girl pants on and we get on with our day. And it can be really frustrating to see other people not just suck it up other things and just get on with it too. Oh, this is an interesting one, Sabina. See, we're going to talk about something fun. So when you know how hard it is to live with diabetes and have a newborn baby, by the way, who's attached to you literally, um, and then you see someone crumbling at the slightest thing, it's hard to fathom like how they can't push through this this thing. Is that right? Sometimes I feel like an awful person. But yeah, sometimes... There are people and you just want to be like, okay, that's, that's really sad. Let's have a cry about it. But yeah, let's, let's move on. We got to keep going here. Yeah. I, I yeah. Wonder, I, 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 I'm fascinated by that too. Actually, the other day, because this happened recently, I brought this up on another episode. So I won't retell it here because for people listening six months from now, they'll hear it in succession. But Arden just started college and a kid came into her uh, room just kind of panicking and she's texting me and she's like, I, I don't know what's wrong with this kid. You, you know, like, like we, the, the yeah. thing, the thing that they are out of their mind about, she's like, it's so small. And, you know, we talked about it both ways while we were texting. I, first of all, I said, listen, it's terrible for them. Be grateful that you're not overwhelmed by something of this size. And at the same time, I take your point because you're in there trying to learn and this kid's spinning in circles over, I mean, I guess to them it's something big, but I mean, honestly, it's just a, it's a very, very, very trivial thing, and um, not an inner insurmountable task, not uh, you know something life changing, and you just realize that there's, I mean, the kid's got some issue. I don't know what it is, but it's you know he's burdened by it, and so in the end, we said, you know, I hope he gets help. I said, is a teacher helping him? Uh, and then we made a terrible joke to each other and uh, to light, to light, <laughs> to lighten the mood. And uh, then, yeah. we, then we moved on. And I really genuinely hope like, what I remember now from that is that I hope the kid's OK. And I hope the teacher moved him in the right direction and got him help. You know, but it was yeah. it was by most accounts, it was silly. I do think, too, it's like what you've – I don't know what episode you said it, but you were like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, you think you would survive. I would survive too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing that would yeah. get me is my knee. If my knee gave out, I'd be in trouble. But other than that, I understand how to get oh. through things. Why, why for I, you? What did you grow up having to get through? Uh, I think it's just a disposition thing. Um, My older sister, uh, yeah, my older sister is really similar. Like we both just fake it till we make it mm -hmm. and like keep moving, have a cry eat some chocolate, and then figure it out. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate, Sabina? Which do you prefer? Oh, milk chocolate. I don't want your yucky dark chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then, okay. I'm sorry. I will not. I will definitely not. I was going to put a piece of chocolate in with the new computer you were getting, but now I'm not doing any of it. <laughs> now, Damn it. Now that you've taken this harsh stance against dark chocolate. Um <laughs> How much is your husband involved in the the diabetes stuff? Um, I would say maybe five percent. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is that? Do you want him to be more involved? Um, I'm probably a control freak, 
and especially once I heard the podcast about the don't die advice, he was quite happy to listen to the doctors and we didn't have the best advice. It was the don't die advice. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be bold with insulin and I wanted to fully, like I just deep dived into everything and became a semi expert as much as you can when you're newly diagnosed. Sure. And he literally is only just now starting to listen. (laughs) Are you bringing him along with the idea now? Is he, I guess you're showing it to him, right? You're showing him a difference and he sees it. No, I'm really bad for, because there was a little bit of tension because I wanted to correct and I wanted better. Um, and he trusted the doctors. I had to just do it myself. Did you do it? Oh, so did you decide that you would just take over the the management so that you guys didn't have to talk about it and there wasn't that tension? Or did you do it behind his back? What are you saying? When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. The Omnipod 5 is available through your pharmacy benefit, which means you can get started today without the four-year durable medical equipment contract that comes with most insulin pumps. This is even if you're currently in warranty with another system. So if you have a different pump right now and you want Omnipod 5, you don't have to wait. Just go to Omnipod.com forward slash Everything you need to get started with the Omnipod 5 or the Omnipod Dash is right there at my link. I'll just tell you quickly before I get back to the Omnipod 5 that if you're not looking for an algorithm-based pump, a pump that makes decisions on its own, but you still want tubeless, then you're looking for the Omnipod Dash. Now, the Omnipod Dash has an interesting little thing going on because you may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. And again, you can find out at my link omnipod.com forward slash juice box. But if you're looking for those algorithms, if you want the automated insulin delivery system that is tubeless and integrates with Dexcom G6, well, then you're looking for Omnipod 5 and it's smart adjust technology. The smart adjust technology automatically adjusts your insulin delivery every five minutes, helping to protect against highs and lows without multiple daily injections. My daughter has been using an Omnipod since she was four years old. And she is currently a freshman in college. She's been wearing an Omnipod every day. It's always been a friend to her. And I think you're going to enjoy it too. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. For full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, you can also visit Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. I appreciate you listening to the ads. I'm going to get you back to Sabina right now. We're going to start saying penis pretty soon. So get ready. But seriously, when you support the sponsors, you're supporting the, the podcast, you're keeping it free and plentiful. And for that, I can't say thank you enough. Just please use my links when you're supporting the sponsors. All right, let's get you back to Sabina. Penis, penis, penis. 
um, he just kind of threw it at me and let me do it. He, it was easier, like, how can I put it? He was like, this is too hard. I can't understand this. You do it. So do you, so I understood it. So do you think that, do you think that he really was okay with the advice from the doctor or the advice from the doctor was manageable for him? I think it was just easy. And I think when his mum, when his sister got diagnosed, his mum refused to take on any of the care from his sister and just buried her head in the sand. And I think he just buried his head in the sand because he knew I would do it. But you don't. Okay. And you're comfortable with the arrangement or you wish he was more involved? I don't think he'd do it as well as me, so I would rather do it myself. <laughs> we have that just, sounds awful. No, it doesn't. We have just heard at its core, boys and girls. That was great. He's like, it'll be fine. And you were like, no, it's not. Do it like this. And he's like, I don't want to. And I said, why don't you teach him? You're like, well, he wouldn't do it as well as me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you're the exception to the rule. No, you you did it all for Arden. Yeah, I'm the exception to the rule because I was at home. Well, I don't know. I was at home by myself with her. I didn't want her to be. I didn't want her blood sugar to be high. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'll tell you what. That story is why boobs exist. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I don't think we'd get anything accomplished at all. Seriously, <laughs> really. And I, I, I wish I was making this up. I really think this. I really believe that if it, you don't have anything to entice a guy with, it's hard to get them to go beyond the way their lizard <laughs> brain thinks. You know what I mean? And it actually is absolutely true. A boy's brain is so different to a girl's brain. It's unfair that we don't have boobs because maybe he could, <laughs> maybe he could get you to be a little less controlling. <laughs> because, because, think, <laughs> because think of it from his side. Is it possible... And I have no idea, obviously. But is it possible he doesn't want to be involved because he knows that no matter what he does, it's not going to be good enough for you and then he's going to fail in your eyes? Um, Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Do, do you think that right now there's like a large portion of the women listening who are like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, that might be true, huh? Uh, so, because I have that feeling. Like when my wife when I do something and it's not right for her or it doesn't, whatever, I'm using the wrong words. When it lets her down somehow, I feel terrible. And then sometimes when she asks me to do something that I know is going to inevitably lead to me doing something that she's not going to find okay, I get mad at her for asking me to do it. Not because I don't want to do it, but because it feels like that her ask is eventually going to make me sad. And I don't, and I, and I I'm, think, I'm mad at her for making me sad. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that you're going to, you're just converting him to want to listen to your podcast because you sound like your team husband. <laughs> I can do, <laughs> I can do the other side of the argument, Sabina. No trouble. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, good. It's very valid. Yeah. And, and so I don't know, obviously. Maybe, let me just say this. Maybe your husband's just a dick. I have no idea. <laughs> But, but, you know, seriously, like, it's just, we all feel the way we feel. And I think we all feel the way we feel partially because that's how we feel. And partially because we're having a response or a defense against what's happening across from us. That's all. I definitely, I definitely think you're right. 
Um, but I also think, and this isn't PC, I definitely love our kids more than he loves them. <laughs> and God. so I think maybe I care just a little bit more. Sabino, you think you love your children more than your husband? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm going to revert back to what I said a few minutes ago. If it wasn't for boobs, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even know each other. You know what I mean? Like we just we wouldn't even know. We'd be off. There'd be like a collection of men on one side and a collection of women on the other side, and that'd be it. And then we'd die off slowly because no boobs. That's it. That's it. Whoever made the boobs knew what they were doing. I'll tell you that much. It's holding the whole thing together. It's the glue. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating too, Sabina, that it doesn't matter if they're good boobs or bad boobs or small boobs or stretchy boobs or tiny, (laughs) big boobs. Nobody cares. doesn't matter. Well, this would make sense why he keeps telling my daughter, those are my toys. You're ruining them. (laughs) Stop. Stop. Stop (laughs) chewing on my toys and leaving them there in that sweatshirt. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you breastfeed your older one? Yeah, I breastfed, I breastfed him till he was two and a half. Okay. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, Good for you. I want to kick this baby off, but she won't let me. <laughs> There's um, I, I, I don't know. I think it takes a, a – in a world where you, there are other options, where you can go to man-made options, I think it takes a lot of um, stick-to-itiveness to continue to breastfeed. I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, – enamored of of the effort that it takes i think it's amazing i i also think so joey was always like the sick a really sick kid he always had bronchitis and all sorts of stuff and i really think because i breastfed him so long that the diabetes didn't trigger until it did i really think it i shouldn't say this but that's how i felt because he was so sick but it never triggered and then once he was weaned and he was bigger then it triggered I have all sorts of crazy theories, though, so I'm probably wrong. Again, Sabina Boobs saved the day. They do. They do. <laughs> that could be the episode title, Boobs Save the Day. We'll I think. think it has to be the episode title. <laughs> we'll think about it and get back to it. Uh, <laughs> okay. So what have we established so far? Your husband doesn't love your children. as What do you mean your husband doesn't love your children <laughs> as much as you do? What do you mean by that? I think we all have different capacities for stuff. And I don't know, I just think it and I feel it. <laughs> I do you do you think my wife thinks she loves my kids more than I do? I don't know your wife and I just listen to the way you talk about Arden and I just think, God, you're such a fabulous dad. He must really love you. <laughs> what if my wife just has great boobs and she's holding them over my head? And she's like, You have to love these kids or I put these away. What if it's that? You know, for the, for the record, can I say my wife does have terrific boobs? I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but that's that's not why I brought them up. I um see because I'm gonna I I I was trying to lead you to the idea that I bet if you asked her who loves the kids more, you or me, she'd say her because she thinks she has that mom connection, and the dad thing can look disconnected at times. I think too, though we we grow them in our body. They're always ours. And especially if you breastfeed them. I don't know. I think this might get too political. I just think I love, I love them more than him. Sabina, I had to live with her while she was growing that baby. I should get points for that, don't you think? 
You're bagging up the wrong tree. No, no, no. Oh, now I'm. I, I've, I've gone to the wrong side of the argument for you now. <laughs> well, no. So you can go live on an island with my husband. Don't you already live on an island? That is true. <laughs> Are there little islands next to your island? Um. Yeah. Did you, you see? You can go live on Whale Island. Did you see with the, with the kiwis? I, I I I don't know what a kiwi is. Is that a, it's a bird. Oh, I was like, I don't know if that's an animal or a racist <laughs> reference to people. I couldn't tell what was happening. Uh, but did you, um, did you see that? Uh, I, I think a couple of years ago, some major map was made that completely omitted New Zealand. It really did. You have? Did you see that in the news? I did, but if if the world like ended, we have so many resources down here. People are people are building bunkers. They want to be in New Zealand without clean water. I do like the idea of the clean water. So you saying, can I come there and live, or do you have all those deadly animals like the uh, Australians have? No, we have no yucky, deadly animals. We have no snakes, no poisonous spiders. New Zealand is actually really lovely. How, how is that possible? That's amazing, but how is that possible? I, not that you would know, but how, does that mean somebody introduced them on on Australia at some point. And then this just... is, I, I don't know. I, we've, we've got quite different environments. Like they're quite deserty and we're, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't know what you know exactly, Sabina, cause I'm Googling here. New Zealand's sole venomous spider is the stuff of legends. What, well, which spider is this? I'm looking. <laughs> Hold on a second. Well, almost free because the legendary Katipo is the sole native venomous species living in New Zealand. It's a small but mighty critter with a bite that can pack a serious punch. Um, no, I don't want to subscribe to your newsletter. Hold on a second. Um, with just a few thousand left in roughly 50 areas of northern of the, on the North Island and eight on the South Island, these dangerous little beauties are rare. Rarer than a kiwi. Are the kiwis rare? Mm, I think they're endangered, but this probably just shows how good the education system is here because I didn't know about them. Maybe your mom just told you, don't worry, there's no da dangerous spiders here. <laughs> just didn't well, there's no snakes. There's no what? We don't have snakes. Snakes. Oh, I hate snakes. But spiders, too. I don't know. I'm sure there's spiders here that'll kill me. I just, you know, America. Probably. So I think it's better. Or or even your guy's bad gun control is probably more likely <laughs> to kill you. Oh, my God, Sabina, do you want to hear a story that has nothing to do with diabetes? Absolutely. All right, so oh, let me sit up. So we, I sat back. I was getting so comfortable with you. Um, we took Arden to college. We're driving home. My wife has her car. I have my car. My son's with me. It is midnight as we're driving home, and my car breaks down. And I'm able to get it off the highway. But when I get off the highway, this is in Virginia. Um, there's nothing like just no place to pull over. So I just I, I kind of inch along while the car is just kind of inching along until I see these motels right across the street from one another. Now. Imagine a motel from a Quentin Tarantino movie where they're going to like a hooker is going to kill a drug dealer. Okay. Like that kind of a hotel situation. <laughs> yep. One level 
probably the kind of thing where people live and you know it, it, it it's not it's not the it's not the holiday inn is what i'm saying okay so i they're literally directly across the street from one another i take the one on the right side because i'm on the right side and it seems easier i pull in i come to a stop and within 30 seconds i see a drug deal happen in front of me outside of a, a, a lovely bmw now the rest of this place does not look like it supports bmws it's very run down and dirty and scary I know I have a tow truck coming, but it's going to take 90 minutes. My son has a friend who lives like 40 miles from there. So I, I, we had already contacted him. I was like, look, just call your friend, have him come get you. I don't want you to stay here with me. I'll stay and wait for the tow truck. So I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes later, my son's friend comes, takes him away. As I drive away, we, <laughs> we joke, I, you know, if I live through this, I'll see you later. And, uh, you know, about an hour or so later, the tow truck arrives and I flash my high beams like so he can see where I'm at. He flashes them back and as he's making his way over to me and I'm not kidding, Sabina, pop, 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 three gunshots. I'm like, what is happening? Right. So I look up and the crazy thing is, is that prior to my son leaving, I said, do you think we should go across the street? It looks more lit up over there. And we decided to stay where we were. The gunshots came from across the street. So now cars are pulling off in all directions. People are running into the woods. And I swear to you, a pregnant woman waddle runs across the street to where I am. And I'm trying not to laugh, but she looks ridiculous. So it's a, <laughs> so it's a very serious situation, obviously, because people are shooting each other. And in the middle of it, I'm giggling because she is just not in the condition to run. But she is just, and she's wearing slippers. And she's just going as fast as she can, you know? So then the, the tow truck driver pulls up, completely oblivious. He gets out of the car. He goes, hey, are you Scott? And his name was Alex. I go, not now, Alex. And he's like, what? I said, there was just a shooting across the street. And he goes, when? And I went, now. It just happened now. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and he puts the gate down on the back of the trailer. And we like together jam my car up on it and and like go flying out of there. And that <laughs> and that was it. So anyway, gun control. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm okay, obviously. But no, but seriously, uh, an hour before that, I had given serious consideration to crossing the street and going and staying over there instead. So it is. What would all of the diabetics do if you had died, Scott? We can't have that. You wouldn't have even. You would have just thought I was at a drug deal or something. Probably you would have been like, "Oh my god, I've been following this guy's podcast forever, and it turns out he's a heroin addict." Because <laughs> I, you wouldn't have known about the broke down car and all that stuff. You would have been like, "Where was he killed? What motel?" Oh. <laughs> that's shameful um anyway car's fixed and everything's fine and <laughs> uh, that's neither here nor there why the hell are you on the podcast besides to be delightful you want to talk about things you said you were having some trouble and you wanted to talk about them do you do you still have those issues um not not so much like we it just ebbs and flows so right now we're in a good place but i essentially had to double like all of his basils Okay. And it took me like a month to figure it out. And it made me feel really stupid because I was like, of course, 
if we're continuously going high after the meals, like in between the meals, of course it's the basil, but sometimes it's just hard to remember that. Okay. And so what happened? He was honeymooning, do you think? And then he wasn't? Um, I'm not, I think there was some honeymooning. And then when we transitioned to our pump, we had a couple of bad batches of the insulin that we got. So we changed insulins. And also it was really hard to transition from a pedra because we were manually injecting a pedra for meals and we had to get rid of that because you can't have that in the T-Slim and transition to the um, Humalog and it just doesn't work the way the pedra works. Okay. And you're using a pedra now? No, we can't have it in the T-Slim. Sabina, why? I thought that you were not allowed to. Yeah. Is that what they say? I don't think you're supposed to use an Omnipod. I don't think you're supposed to use an Omnipod either. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh That's the truth. (laughs) I think what happens is that people make um, devices, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. I think they then put them through the different health authorities, and they do testing so they can say, "Hey, we did. You know, we used uh, Novolog in this pump, and it worked fine." They probably picked Novolog because it's used by more people. And then they say you can only use, they don't say you can only use Novolog in the pump. They say we've tested the pump with Novolog. Does that make sense? Ah. Sort of well, like. I thought that someone said that the Apedra like clots or something or, or goes. Oh, I've heard funny. people. I've heard people say that too. I don't know. Arden's been using Apedra with Omnipod for like a decade probably. It's because like we knew how the Apedra worked. It worked fast. So if he's going high, sometimes we'll just do a manual shot of the Apedra because mm-hmm. it's just so much faster yeah. just to bring him down. It's a good plan. It works for sure. Look, I don't know if it'll work in your pump. Maybe the heat is different where you are, et cetera. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, and I've heard people say, too, I tried to use it in a pump and it didn't work. And I've heard them say that about other um Sings. other things and i don't know i do what works and this works for us well i might try that yeah see what happens you know yeah. it's very similar like in the u.s where a device will come out and they're like it's um uh been fda cleared for children like six and above for instance and then people are like well my kid's five i wanted to use that they're all mad but a doctor in the United States can write a prescription for anything they want off label. So if a pump, you know, says six and above and your kid's four, the doctor has autonomy to just write you the script anyway. As a matter of fact, there are drugs that are, I mean, I think a good example would be metformin, right? People use that a lot for type two diabetes and insulin resistance and stuff like that. But there are diet doctors who write metformin for weight loss. So, oh. you know what I mean? I actually think an, there's an erection medication that does something else. I don't know what it is <laughs> right now. I don't use erection medications. <laughs> That'll I'm be your next one. Sabina, I'm married. I don't need an erection. Um, let's see. Hold on a second. Erection <laughs> meds that do other things. Uh, Go ahead. What do you want to say? That's actually really good to know. Like, these are the little tips, not the erection tips. <laughs> I can't believe you said little tip after I made a penis joke, Sabina. <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you are, you are from New Zealand. I sure am. <laughs> no, but I I listen, I can't tell you if it's going to work or it's not going to work, but I can tell you it works for some people. To try. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I yeah. can't tell you to Just, try it, Sabina. Nothing you hear on the podcast no, no, is no. advice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So, yeah, see what you can do. Um, okay. So you, you made big changes to insulin that fixed your problem. So where, where do you see stability at when his, uh, blood sugar? Oh, we sit, we sit between, cause it's quite hard cause I have to fight the algorithm cause it's, he's got, um, the basal IQ. Mm-hmm. So he sits between four and eight and a half usually if I can you know, if I've got him, if other people, he's not usually with other people, but with other people, they don't know how to, it's really hard to articulate because I do, I try and do what you do where you say you look at a, like a plate of food and you know how much more based on the, um, how much units you'd need rather than carb counting. Yeah. So like, because carb counting doesn't work in the sense that if you had 15 grams of juice or 15 grams of potato chips, that's hard to quantify rather than looking at it unit-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. So you have, um, tr- you have trouble explaining it to other people? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. Um, between, By the way, between 4 and 8 for people listening is between 72 and 144. In America. Yeah, that, that's our main goal. And there's times, so if we're at daycare, because he comes to daycare with me, um, if there's, say, an ice block, I won't make him pre-bolus at daycare in a time like that because I don't want him to, f- like, feel different. Thinking about the mental health side of it as well as the physical health. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean he comes to daycare with you? Do you work in a daycare? Yeah, I'm a um, qualified ECE teacher, so luckily he got to come back to work with me. So the control freak keeps to – I get to keep being controlling <laughs> at work as well. Oh, that's nice. Does the baby come with you as well? Yeah, yeah, we all go. Nice. Oh, that's a good – that's a nice setup for you. How do you think he'll do when he moves on to school? So he could technically go to school in December, but in New Zealand you can stay in – early childhood till you're six. So he's going to stay with me for another year. Um, just because boys don't need to go into formal education. There's lots of research that their brains just need to go and play. Um, so I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm really anxious about that. And it's a whole year away. Mm-hmm. Well, your husband went to school younger and it didn't help him at all, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How long do you think you're getting until you're getting divorced, Sabina? Exactly. Do you think it'll be five years? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I I'm so interested. I know your husband's probably not the kind of guy that wants to come on a podcast, but I would love to spend 15 minutes with him explaining to me how he feels about your kids. <laughs> I bet I you. I'd like to that have you ever asked him? Because. <clears throat> Don't you think his love is just different than yours? But don't you think some people love some things more than other people? I don't think so. I just think it's different. 
I mean, I mean, a person who doesn't love another person, yeah, that would be a bad comp, you know, comparison. If I asked somebody like, "Do I love my daughter more than a stranger does?" I would love her more. But I just, I don't know. I just always think that people either show or don't show things differently. What they think of as love can sometimes be different, but I don't know the amount that they love. I don't know how anybody would measure that besides them. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. I know you're joking a little bit too, but I also think you're serious. So, uh, no, you, you, you actually have lots of sage advice. You should go and if you don't want to do diabetes anymore, you should go become a therapist. I don't know. Do you really, is, I don't want to disregard what people understand when they become licensed therapists, but it just seems to me that I bet your husband just feels differently, but equally as strong. I, I mean, like, here's an example. Sometimes I don't hold eye contact when I'm talking to people, even people in my family, and I feel bad about it all the time. And I, I will sometimes imagine a day when my son moves out for good that I will look back and think of all the times that he was in the same room with me that I wasn't looking at him. And I, it makes me feel like I'm wasting time. So it, I, that's that's me being sad about like love that I have that I feel like I'm not giving properly. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And so, I mean, it's a little idea, but you, but my wife would not know that I feel that way. There'd be no way for yes. me to explain it to her. That makes lots of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking he's probably like, is he at work right now? Look, let me, but let's make sure I understand this. He's not at a bar face down. Is he right now? He's, <laughs> Getting ready to go to work? No, he's asleep in bed. But is he going to go to work? Um, eventually, yeah. It's only five thirty. Yeah, I know, but he'll he'll. You're fighting me on this, Sabina. I'm not sure why. He's going to go to work and make money and come home and all that stuff, right? He sure is going to go to work and make money. Okay, and come home. Maybe sometimes I think that's how men show love too. Yes, I think you're very right. All right, Sabina. Look at me. No, I really think you're right. I just, if you ask anyone in my, my family, I'm not good at admitting when I'm wrong. Oh, well, that's fine. You don't have to. We're not here to fix everything. So <laughs> also, I think in a not for nothing situation, you have just had a baby and you're still breastfeeding it. And you're probably as far away from feeling romantic at this moment as a person could be. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Right. He looks better when you're horny. Right, Sabina? <laughs> no, because then that just gets us more kids. <laughs> There's ways to do it without kids, you know. <laughs> do you need me to explain them to you or do you do you know the ball? I think I've I think I've got an understanding. <laughs> All right, because I mean I'll go over them with you if you want, but I'm gonna have to bleep out a lot. <laughs> so. That's all. There's ways around it. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of ways around it, actually. How long have you guys been together? Um, Like 17 years, Holy maybe 14. Oh, you're just sick of him, I understand. Now I just understand. Now you're just sick of each other. <laughs> yeah, I think too. How old are you? I'm 32. 27. So maybe it's not 17, maybe it's like, like 15 years. 15, yeah. yeah. Something. So it seems like a long time. 
It is a long, long time. They say if you can make it past 20, you'll be okay. Oh, well, there you go. I think also when you have diabetes in your life, it does take away from being able to do other things. And like in terms of checking at night and doing site changes at night. And we've had a really hard winter in New Zealand where there was so much sickness. And both of my kids have pretty much been sick for like three months. How cold does it get there in the winter? Oh, it's not super cold. It's just that there's that whole theory that we were in lockdown with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't really had sicknesses for the last couple of years because we were quite lucky. We did a lot of lockdowns and didn't, um, didn't have COVID the way America had COVID, I don't think. I've never had COVID. I'm bragging. Now. I've had I've had COVID, but I was fully vaccinated, and it was the most recent recent strain. Okay, so kind of a light cold went away in a couple of days. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but who's to say? Like, what, what happens now? Part of vaccinations played and stuff. Do you think it? Do you think it rewired your brain into thinking that some people love people more than other people? <laughs> Maybe. Do you think that's what Big Pharma wanted me to think? I think if your husband had boobs, we wouldn't be having this conversation. What do you think of that? (laughs) (laughs) You'd just be like, oh, boobs make me happy. And that'd be the end of it. That's what happens to me. (laughs) I can't. There's nothing you could say to me that you couldn't fix with with Kelly's boobs. (laughs) I I can't even think of anything. I mean, like World War, I'd still think, well, if we're going to die soon. We should probably see those boobs one more time. <laughs> I don't know. Just makes sense to me. But that that's fine. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, Sabine? It must be crazy for you. I'm actually a boy and I have all these feelings that you don't attribute with men. You do. I think you're a unicorn though. You think so? I think so. I work um my boss is also male and he's a unicorn too. He often cries at work. <laughs> you sure he's you sure he likes girls the whole thing <laughs> he was quite excited about the fire mean coming to visit us the other day so maybe not. you know whatever, what whatever people's boats <laughs> oh i don't mind i'm just saying like i was i was trying to make the point that i'm incredibly heterosexual and at the same time i have i have a lot of um what i think most people would attribute as like feminine feelings and thoughts I think it's more you just are conscious. You have consciousness. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Boobs are terrific. We start talking about it. I'll get lost in it. I really will. I got theories about all kinds of things. Seriously. When we're done here, if you want, I can tell you what's great about boobs. <laughs> I can probably give you like a 10-minute soliloquy about them. <laughs> I think my toddler could tell you what was great about boobs, yeah. too. It's mostly- She'll sit and chat with you. Sabina, it's mostly the um, it's mostly the weight of them. <laughs> See, she would say the milk. It's about the milk. Yeah, I don't have that experience, so I don't know what to say there. Um, also, she can't talk. We have no idea what she would say. Um, what if she said, "I don't know"? It's the weight. I love the weight of them. <laughs> um, I think she'd say it's the milk because she'll go milky. And I'll <laughs> squirt her in the face. <laughs> so, do you think you'll have more kids? Um, 
I don't know. It's really scary to think that I'd have to do the diabetes again. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I don't know if there's other people that feel like that. I mean, diabetes stopped us at two kids. So I understand. Because it, it's just like now we're at this point with Joey where it's not a big deal, but it was really heartbreaking having to train his body to hold all that trauma and all those needles and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know, especially for the way you were planning on raising him, it must've been tough for you too, to kind of have to feel like you were giving up on your idea before you ever got it started. Really? Yeah. Like a, um, a girl that I worked with, she said at first when I said, I think Joey has diabetes, everyone laughed at me and said, you're crazy. And then um, after it, she said, you're the worst person to do this because it's really hard for me to be firm. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to find a like a way around or like a compromise, but you can't compromise with insulin and injections and stuff. Do you know why that is? Are you Were you raised by somebody who was kind of firm and you didn't like it? Um, I don't know. I think it's just a, like in my job, we do a lot of like woo woo stuff and in our training, we do lots of reflection and just thinking about the main thing comes from how you would want to be treated. And when you start thinking even the way people view children and how they speak to them or don't speak to them, being able to have empathy and put yourself in someone else's shoes, it automatically shifts the way you would do something. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. If you had diabetes and you weren't able to help yourself with it, would you not find it loving for someone to help you? Absolutely. Yeah. I am. Um, there's a lady that I listen to her podcast. She's a parenting person. Her name's Janet Lansbury. And she actually had a podcast about diabetes. I couldn't believe it. And she gave me some language and the language mainly helped me. I would say, Joey, mummy has to take the best care of your body. I have to keep you healthy. And just having a little mantra like that when I did it to him helped me and then it helped him. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's excellent. Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I agree with you about the way children are treated or not treated and that, you know, your goals, I think your goals are terrific. I just don't think you having to take care of the diabetes means you're not being empathetic i think it was just that for a little while i he couldn't comprehend why i was inflicting pain on him yeah because and it was pain and he wasn't really really sick when he got diagnosed we knew the we knew the signs and we got him tested Mm -hmm. like we checked in his hb1c was only like eight but you knew because your husband's family yeah, yeah, we we saw the like frequent urination, and um, that was probably the only thing that we saw. Is there any other autoimmune stuff in either side of the family? Um, his sister that's type one is also gluten uh, celiac, celiac, but nothing else. Okay, no thyroid stuff. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, are you going to get your daughter tested to see if she has antibodies? Um. The doctor said that actually we don't have a right to test her because she can't consent to it. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's hilarious. Did she have consent to anything that happens to her? <laughs> well, it was just like, it's a medical decision, but they won't let us test her. All right. That might be a weird island thing. 
Uh, I think it was that we got a really bad doctor. He was very weird. Okay. Yeah. Try again. That doesn't make sense. Like, what do you mean? Like, your kids can't consent to anything. They're, he's, she's a year old. Right? Well, it, and he, he said that there's like ethical ramifications and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I just thought, but what if she gets sick <laughs> and we could prevent like the DKA sickness? Well, that sounds like bullshit, Sabina, what he said. So I'd go to a different doctor and ask again if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? I, what, yeah. what ethical problems are there? Well, he just said that it's not my decision. And what if she doesn't want to know? <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> was he um, uh, high when he said that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was one of those doctors that it was really, really intelligent, but not emotionally uh-huh. intelligent. He looked like he was on a pill or anything like that. Maybe just taking a little <laughs> pain pill. Like to get through the day? Anything? No? You never know. Yeah. You never know. Just maybe an oxy, just one, just a, a half. <laughs> just to take away the take away how long the day feels or something. He didn't look a little glassy-eyed or anything like that. I mean, listen, can I say something, Sabina, and I mean this in the absolute worst possible sense of the word, but that's some woke bullshit right there. <laughs> it is, eh? <laughs> But we've just we've got a new doctor, and I will ask the new doctor. Yeah. But even they they don't want me correcting. Even now they're like they don't really want me correcting until he's fourteen. Like I don't know what that is for you. I will look for you because I have on my website juiceboxpodcast.com, a beautiful <laughs> conversion chart where people can use it. I hear you know people send me notes, Savina, and they're like, "Hey, when you're making the podcast, and somebody says." you know, uh, one measurement, could you then repeat that measurement in the other for us listening? Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, I, I hear that and I go, Oh no, I can't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole podcast would just be me doing like, you know, translations A 14 is two fifty. They don't want you. They don't want you correcting till two fifty. No. I just don't listen to them. Yeah, I, well, listen, I can't imagine you're listening to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit true. Now yeah. I need to go do some work on myself, so do I. No, 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 I, I, I feel like uh, Samina's the march into the beat of her own drum over here. You've never told um, your husband that you think he loves the children less than you, have you? I'm not sure. Oh, God, Sabina, have you said that to him? Maybe. Oh, I can't sweetheart. No, you can't do that. That's not okay. <laughs> okay. You can't do that. There's like a few things you can't do. One of them is infer that his penis might be small. You can't say that. Okay. You can't. Okay. You can't, I, knew that. I knew that one. Yeah. You can't tell him like that he might not love the kids as much as you. That's definitely one you can't do. And I don't think you're supposed to say anything bad about his mother. Oh, I do that one too. Oh no, I am going to get divorced. It's only a few things you're not supposed to do. <laughs> your your mom's crazy. I'm definitely not doing the first one. So wait, the penis one. Oh, was that? I'm a, not doing the penis one. Was that a was that a humble brag about your husband's penis? Yeah, I'll put that in there. It'll earn me some brownie points. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, then I take everything else back. He doesn't care what you say about his mom. If he's got a nice size penis, he's okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. That, 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 that. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Hey, Sabina, what else are you doing that you need my help with? I mean, should we take a couple extra minutes? I thought we were at the end, but I mean, do you need help with anything else? You're locking <laughs> the doors. Really at, are you locking the doors at night, right? When you go to bed? <laughs> oh my I got up this morning and the front door was unlocked. Sabina, come on. You, I you, have a pit bull. It's okay. It, She'd yeah. kill someone for me. <laughs> you want me to make a list of things you're supposed to do? When you're done it doesn't the, sound like I'm adulting very well, does it? When you're done at the stove, you turn the heat off all the time? Yes, I do that. There you I go. got that one down. That's good. You don't leave children near, like, bodies of water? Not my children. Scott, didn't you hear how much I love my children? <laughs> yeah, those kids. Nothing bad's happening to them. Um, no. Right. Okay, We do we drink and drive? We don't drink and drive, right? These are simple ones. No, we do not drink and drive. Good, no, no, good. No. That's nice. Great. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, I now wonder what it is you don't know. You know what I mean? You're going to be worried for me. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Especially now because it's early in the morning and you're obviously sleep deprived where you wouldn't have said half the thing. By the way, everyone has to come on at four in the morning from now on because they're way more honest at four in the morning. I'm always sleep deprived, though. So that, yeah. that's. Neither here nor there. I, I just want to say, uh, legally, if you email me later and say that you don't want me to air this, you, I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I, oh. I I mean, I would, but like, please don't. Please don't change your mind about this. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. No, I think this might convert my husband to listening to the podcast. Yeah. So I mean, it's okay. Yeah, Jesus. Well, him and his big penis. What's he worried about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How big is it, exactly. Sabine? Is it like, is it just satisfying or is it like, do you look at it and like have to take a minute to get ready? <laughs> you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. It's just right. Oh, perfect. Everything else about him sucks, but that penis works, huh? <laughs> See, you know what the He makes really, he makes really cute kids too. <laughs> Sabina, do you, do you realize that inadvertently you've given a bad message to men just now, right? Like, do you know what the message is what? here? What is it? Uh, it? It doesn't matter what they don't do as long as they can lay it down when you need it. <laughs> That's what you basically just said. You're like, look, you don't want to love the kids? Whatever. <laughs> you don't want to take care of diabetes? I got it. <laughs> want to live in a house with the door unlocked? Nobody checks? It's no big deal. But when mama wants her, when mama wants her happy, you just get over here. Oh my! God. And everything else will be fine. All no, right. they also have to have a job. Okay, he's oh, got a job. Let's that go. goes without saying, Sabina. I didn't think that you were going to let the penis anywhere near you without money. <laughs> <laughs> and you girls that are having sex with guys that don't have any money, what are you doing? I mean, what my God, what are you doing? Jesus. Nature gave you all the things you need to be happy. We have to change the name of the podcast to Mama Wants Her Happy, by the way. <laughs> you do you. Yeah, I, I, I very strongly believe that's going to be the title. <laughs> well, I thought the boobs had it. Yeah, because Mama Wants Her Happy is hilarious, and it won't come till the end, and they'll have to listen all the way to the end to find out what it means. 
And by the way, this isn't after dark now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Well, this was an unexpected treat from me today, Sabina. I hope you would too. I did as well. If you didn't. I did. I mean, I don't care. Honestly, I had a great time. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but I, I really do appreciate you doing this. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to? Um, the only thing that I tell everyone newly diagnosed is um, use your earlobe for, for finger pricks. It sounds really minute, but there's no nerve endings in your earlobe the way there is in your fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. And heels. Do people use heels and toes? But I don't know. They They have nerve endings, though. But you're saying there's no nerve endings in your earlobes? Well, there's less, like, because it's just a piece of fat. <laughs> okay. Well, everything we've talked about today has been a piece of fat, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it sure is. I have never tested anyone's earlobe, but I take your word for it. Yeah, it's much easier. And especially with little kids, they can't actually see what you're doing in terms of, like, the blood because it's on the earlobe. Okay. Okay. I got you. I'm with you. That was it. By the way, is there anything we talked about that you meant to talk about? There can't be, right? We didn't say anything you wanted to talk about, right? No, but I, I got my free therapy session with you, and maybe I won't get divorced because I'll stop being such a bitch. <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't infer I that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think that. I'm just saying. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah, men and women see things differently, and often they don't see each other's side, is all I'm saying. And And maybe I should stop telling my husband that he doesn't love the kids as much as I do. (laughs) 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 Just tell him, say, get your big penis over here and hug these kids. (laughs) Sounds really bad. Yeah, I'm going to edit that out, I think. All right. Okay. All right, Sabina, hold on one second. I'm going to stop the recording, but first I have to leave a note for myself. Definitely call this one. (laughs) Mama wants her happy. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to hit stop. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. I'd also like to thank Touched by Type 1. Remind you to go to touchedbytype1.org. Get those tickets for Dancing for Diabetes. And of course, Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. Head right now to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Get started today. You won't regret it. If you enjoyed this After Dark episode, there are plenty more where this one came from. Go into your podcast app and search Juicebox Podcast After Dark. You'll see uh, a ton of them, honestly. There's a bunch there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.